0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Let's get rolling with today's episode. Jayhawks fans, you know exactly what went down this past weekend. If you weren't watching the game, you've seen the score by now. Your Kansas Jayhawks went on the road to Columbia, Missouri to a very heated environment. Yeah, those Missouri Tiger fans were out in full force early. They were getting loud early and often. And they had false hope going into this game. The, the Missouri Tigers were 9-0 and on the season. They were undefeated heading into this game, thinking they were going to go into this one against the Kansas Jayhawks, these two rivals, old rivals, dating back to the Big 12, dating back to the Big 8 days. And they went into this one with false hope, undefeated on the season, thinking they were going to come in here, get an upset against the number six Kansas Jayhawks. And what happens? Kansas goes in just as I suspected, just as I talked about last week on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. They go in and dominate this game. They win 95 to 67, the largest margin of victory in Columbia, Missouri, since 1957, The Jayhawks absolutely destroyed the Missouri Tigers. And it wasn't really, it wasn't like last year's game when going into the game in Lawrence, Kansas, when Kansas, yes, they were expected to dominate this year, but last year, Missouri's team was absolutely pathetic. They had a losing record all season, their coach was about to get fired. This year, Missouri fans actually had hope going into this game a home game in Columbia, Missouri. Well, last year, Kansas wins it at home, 102-65. Final score wasn't much different this year. It really wasn't. You get to the final score this year, after Kansas beats them last year, 102-65. You see the final score this year, and it was was almost the same thing, 95-67. Just a few points off. But the Tigers went in with a big roar. They thought that they were having a big roar. It was really more like a meow to everybody else in the universe. But they get out there. They start heckling the players. They start heckling Bill Self early in the game, even before the game started in warm-ups. And you think, yeah, you know, let them talk right now before the game starts. Because after the game starts, it's on. It is on. Last year, it was Kwonzo Martin. Quanzo Martin, excuse me. Got to say his name right. He had endured five mediocre seasons at Mizzou before getting shellacked in Lawrence, Kansas, and he ended up getting fired at the end of last season. They knew they couldn't do that again. They knew they couldn't do that again with Conzo Martin at the helm. So what do they do? They go hire four former Florida State assistant and former Cleveland State head coach Dennis Gates to be their head coach to turn things around. Now... I will give him credit. Gates retooled the Tiger roster, brought in eight transfers to their program, started getting things on the right track. Like I said, they were undefeated going into this game. But you know what KU did on the other side? We've talked about it on the podcast since the summertime. They're coming off the national championship last year. They lost a lot of players to the NBA. They lost a lot of players to graduation. But what did Bill Self do? He retooled the team. Brought in a half. He, he brought in, I was going to say half a dozen transfers. But he didn't bring in that many transfers. He had four high-profile freshmen this year. Brought in two pretty big transfers, including Kevin McCullough Jr., who's going, who's been a starter since day one who's really come on strong lately. We'll talk about him here in a little bit. But these freshman players, getting more minutes than some might have expected, especially Grady Dick, who started every game this season. High-profile freshman out of Wichita, Kansas, the crown jewel of this recruiting class for Bill Self. So they, they had to do some retooling of their own, but Kansas has done it. They've had some big wins early in the season, too. Now, they've had a win against Duke. They've had a couple other high-profile wins as well. They have one of the top 15 ske- toughest schedules in college basketball. Their strength of schedule is off the charts. Meanwhile, Missouri, as they got off to their 9-0 start, had the 246th best strength of schedule. So Mizzou has played out. Absolutely nobody this season. No offense to Wichita State, who was their toughest opponent this year so far, took them to overtime. But the Shockers, if they're your best team on your schedule, mm, that's not a great strength of schedule. Just saying. Kansas, meanwhile, had a great strength of schedule going into this one. They've played in some tough games. They've played in the Battle for Atlantis tournament. Uh, they've they've endured some things. Plus, you've got guys like Jalen Wilson and Dewan Harris, who had played in a national championship in this calendar year. So the Jayhawks weren't going to be phased by the crowd, even though the J- the Missouri Tiger fans were out in full force. They even had their football coach Eli Drinkwitz in the student section, holding up a sign that said "Class." whatever violations, I don't even know. He's holding up a a sign basically taunting Bill Self, although Eli Drinkwitz and his football team ducked Kansas and wouldn't play them in the Liberty Bowl. So I don't know why Eli Drinkwitz is holding up a sign in the student section when his football team was too scared to play the Jayhawks in football this year. I don't think that Eli... So Eli Drinkwitz in an interview earlier this week, the head coach for Missouri football... He said that they were going to wait till 2025 when it's on the schedule. Okay, Eli. Well, I don't think you're going to be around in 2025. The Missouri football team hasn't done anything of note under his watch. And, yeah, maybe they'll have a good recruiting class here and there. But what does it do on the field for them? They won six games this year. They barely became bowl eligible in the final week of the season. They had to upset Arkansas. So, I don't want to hear any of this from Eli Drinkwitz. Bad look for him holding up a sign taunting Bill Self, one of the best coaches in college basketball. College Basketball Hall of Famer. So, Eli, you can sit on that sign, buddy. You you can go ahead and sit on that sign because, or take it back to your house, whatever you want to do. Because you could have played Kansas in football this year. You could have. You decided not to. And now Kansas is playing in the Liberty Bowl against Arkansas. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast as well. Just wanted to throw that out there. That Eli Drinkwitz has no business holding up a sign taunting Bill Self. He's got nothing on Bill Self. He has nothing on Lance Leipold for that matter. Lance Leipold would have mopped him up in the Liberty Bowl if they would have played each other. But that is a conversation for another time. Let's get back to basketball. Jayhawks were not fazed by the crowd. Not fazed by Eli Drinkwitz and his sign. And you know what happened early in the game? Talking about Grady Dick, the freshman out of Wichita, Kansas. It was the Dick show. The first 10 minutes of the game, it was the Dick show. Freshman led the team with 15 points in the first half. He had 15 points in the first 10 minutes of the game. It was an absolute domination by Dick. And he finished the game with 7 rebounds and 5 assists as well. Very well-rounded game by Grady Dick. But the first 10 minutes of the game, he could not be stopped. He was hitting three-pointers. He was hitting backdoor layups. And it was just another absolutely fantastic show by Grady Dick. He has shown that he is the guy that they thought he was going to be. He is him. I know that's the phrase going around this year. The 2022 phrase of the year, he is him. Grady Dick is him. He is the man. And he's going to keep leading the Jayhawks to wins throughout the season. They've got a few more games uh, we'll talk about here before uh, the end of the year. We'll talk about those games coming up here in a little bit. But Grady Dick absolutely showing domination the first 10 minutes of the game, scoring 15 of his 16 points early in the game, leading the Jayhawks getting out to an early lead, and they never looked back. Another guy in the first half who was showing his domination, sophomore big man K.J. Adams. Now, Missouri doesn't really have a big man of note. So, before the game, I was thinking they might go low to Adams early and often in this game. And that's exactly what they did. He threw down several highlight reel dunks. Had some alley-oops. Had some nice rebound putbacks. And then also, one of the biggest highlights of the weekend in college basketball... One of the most powerful blocks you will see this college basketball season, KJ Adams. They tried to get it down low. I can't even remember who the Mizzou player's name was at the moment. Maybe I should have looked that up before I started talking about this on the podcast. But he absolutely destroyed this guy. And no, it wasn't a foul. No, you're not going to go back and look at it like the Thomas Robinson blog and say, ah, maybe it was a foul. Maybe it was a blocking foul. No, it was a block. There's not going to be a back and forth on this one with Mizzou fans. This was a straight up block shot. Took the ball right off of his hand next to the rim. This guy was going in for a dunk, and KJ Adams took two points away from this guy. It was an absolutely incredible blocked shot. Probably one of the best blocks you'll see all college basketball season. It's going to be on the highlight reels at the end of the year. It's going to be, it could be a block that's on there for the opening. Uh, as KU does their opening video before every home game, their hype video, this is one of those blocks that could be on the highlight reel for years to come. It was absolutely incredible. KJ Adams was a tone setter and he finished the game with a career high nineteen points. He added six block or six rebounds, excuse me. I was thinking about his blocked shot again. <laughs> so a career high nineteen points. He added six rebounds and three assists as well to go along with that incredible block shot. If you haven't seen it yet, go to @j_hocker_talker on Twitter. I posted the blocked shot right there for you to see. KU Hoops has it on Twitter as well. Just an incredible first half from KJ Adams, the sophomore big man, and freshman Grady Dick. And then, of course, you've got Kevin McCuller Jr., the transfer from Texas Tech, who I've talked about a lot on this podcast Had another fine game. 21 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. McCuller just keeps getting better as he gets more integrated into this offense. As he gets more integrated with Bill Self and this team. He's one of those guys that's going to be a leader. And he has the experience to go and play in March when they get there. He has the experience in the Big 12 to be able to have a successful Big 12 season in conference. And I'm excited to see where Kevin McCullough Jr. goes as the season goes. Another 20-plus point game for him against Mizzou. Love to see it. And then you have Jalen Wilson. Just another double-double. No big deal. Led the team with 24 points and 10 rebounds. An absolutely dominant performance by the KU starters again. DeWan Harris led the team in assists. Nine assists again. Uh, absolutely incredible. And I just saw a stat earlier today. Jalen Wilson leads not just the conference. He leads the nation in points per game right now. Jalen Wilson well on his way to being an All-American player for the Kansas Jayhawks. Could be on the short list for uh, player of the year as well. So I'm excited to see what these starting five do. Now, I am a little bit not concerned, but there is room to work on the bench for these Kansas Jayhawks, that would be one thing that we saw when Kansas lost to Tennessee earlier in the season. Their bench isn't as deep as you like to see when DeWan Harris got in foul trouble. Uh, and uh, I can't remember who came off the bench for him, but there was uh, an injury off the bench as well. Uh, so it was, it was kind of a tough spot that KU was in there against Tennessee, but... You want to see a little bit more of a mix there. It was Pettiford. Pettiford came off the bench and then got hurt. They had to go with Yesufu. So, yeah, Pettiford and Yesufu are the guys off the bench right now. But you want to see some of these freshmen potentially come in and get some more playing time as the season goes along through conference play. I know Ernest Uday Jr. is the backup big man right now to KJ Adams. He's played uh, quite a bit in a few of the games early in the season, and he's shown he can get after it when he needs to averaging about four to five rebounds per game. But this is one of those teams that if you can keep those starting five on the court and just give them a break every now and then, if they're going to be healthy throughout the season, this Kansas team is going to be tough to stop in the Big 12, going to be tough to stop in March. And it's going to be exciting to see what this team does throughout the rest of the season. Now, uh, the Jayhawks, like I said, they won the game 95-67, didn't quite hit the century mark but it was the largest margin of victory in Columbia, Missouri, since 1957. And it once again showed the gap between these two teams in the border showdown. Kansas still dominating, uh, still the better team, still the more impressive team. And we'll see what happens next year. They're going to play once again in Lawrence, Kansas. They're going to go back and forth on this series throughout the next several years. Um, looks like they're going to go back to Lawrence next year. And again, we'll see if the gap closes. The Mizzou fans thought that the gap closed significantly this year with their new coach and their new team. The gap closed slightly, slightly. It was still a dominating performance. KU still wins the game by 30 points. I mean, if, if Mizzou wants any hope to pull off an upset in this series in the next few years, they're going to have to get significantly better because what happened this year was just another domination just like last year in Lawrence and they're going to look to do it again next year again so getting back to Kansas hoops they do have a couple more games before the end of the season they're going to close the year with three home games on their schedule the next one is this Saturday Saturday 11 a.m. tip-off on ESPN against number 14 Indiana. So this is going to be another tough matchup for the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, Number 14 Indiana coming to Lawrence, Kansas. Going to play the Jayhawks at Allen Fieldhouse. Like I said, it's a Saturday. Early tip, 11 a.m., so get out there. I know it's going to be a sold-out crowd at Allen Fieldhouse, but it should be a fantastic matchup against another Blue Blood School. I know they're going to be talking about it all morning. Uh, on ESPN, so very excited to see how this one shakes out. The Hoosiers are eight and two going into this game, while the Jayhawks are nine and one. And another win by Kansas on Saturday just puts another feather in their cap to build on their impressive non-conference resume before heading into a tough Big Twelve conference slate of games. Um, and this game could have um, implications. For March Madness, uh win over Indiana if they finish uh, highly in the Big Ten and the, the committee looks at this game, Kansas, that could put them into uh, a, the one-seed line potentially. Now, if Indiana comes in and pulls off the upset over Kansas on the road, that would be huge for them for March Madness seeding as well. So should be a great game between these two blue-blood programs. And I'm excited to see what happens. I think Kansas will win the game. They're projected to win the game. Uh, but it's supposed to be close. So I'm, I'm thinking Kansas will come out of that game, maybe winning by five or six points. We'll see what happens. I think that it should be an, should be a great game, should be a great game. That's all there is to it. So let's get to, uh, college football again, Kansas playing in the Liberty bowl. I know I mentioned it earlier, Mizzou ducked them. They chickened out. They didn't want to play against them. So it's Kansas and Arkansas in the Liberty bowl. Tickets for this game flying off the shelves. If you want to get tickets, get on that quickly because Kansas sold out their allotment of tickets to the game, to the Liberty Bowl, Memphis, Tennessee, December 27th, 4.30 kickoff on ESPN. Kansas is getting more allotment of tickets because you guys sold out the first allotment. So I think that Kansas fans are swooping up, getting these tickets way more than Arkansas fans, even though it's not a long drive for either team. I think it's going to be a huge showing for Kansas. I think that it's going to be crimson and blue. It's going to be a huge showing for you, Kansas fans out there at the Liberty bowl. I know it's the first bowl game since 2008. So you want to show out, you want to show your support for this program as they start building for 2023, they're already getting into the transfer portal. I'm sure we'll talk about that in the next few weeks as well. The players that Kansas have been adding through the portal, uh, every it changes every day. There's players coming in and out of the transfer portal every day, so there's something to keep an eye on throughout the offseason there. As we get closer to the Liber, Liberty Bowl, we'll be talking about it, but I'm just excited to see that KU sold out their allotment of tickets and they've been asking for more for their allotment as I think they'll continue to sell these tickets. I would not be shocked if three-fourths of the stadium is crimson and blue rooting for the Jayhawks. I don't know if it's going to sell out, uh, but if it does sell out, it will be because of you Jayhawk fans. No doubt about that. So I think that about does it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate it, as always. Subscribe, download and give it a rating. If you have a friend who's a KU fan or a fan of the Kansas Jayhawks, tell them about this podcast. Get them to listen to it. Get them to subscribe to it as well so they can get it as I do an episode each and every week for you. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast an affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Go ahead and check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Talk about the KU-Mizzou rivalry a little bit over there. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.